Welcome to ADHD Crash Course, the podcast for those of us who feel we have a lot to learn about ADHD. My name is Danae Cannon and I'm your host. I'm an occupational therapist, a certified coach, a mom of more than one child with ADHD, and I have ADHD. So welcome to the Crash Course. We're in this together and let's jump in. Welcome to ADHD Crash Course. Today we're going to talk about ADHD and planning our time. Very often when people think of working with an ADHD coach, when they're considering that, one of the first things that they want to tackle is their time planning it. They feel like their days are running them, that they just react all day long without a plan, without intention, and it can be very stressful and overwhelming and they want to get a better grip of their time. They want to get a better control over how they spend their time. So something that is true for a lot of us is that we really need some structure to our time, but we also really need flexibility. Most of the people that I know will just wilt under too much rigid structure. We often just need some flexibility even with the structure. And people can have the impression that there is some ADHD method, there's some way for all of our brains, that's just not true. You may decide to use one system for managing your time and change it at some point. And that's fine. That's That often helps our brain stay engaged with using a system for managing our time. But the components of why a system works are the same. And so I'm going to talk today about some suggestions I have for people when they're trying to figure out, oh, how do I go about this? What are some steps that I do to figure out what works for me, what works for my brain? Now, these are just suggestions. Some things might work for you. Some things might not work for you. But this I've tended to see as a trend in the people that I work with, definitely in myself, that some of these elements need to be there. So the first thing that I suggest people try when they're learning to manage their time is the brain dump. And what's a brain dump? It is the process of taking the things that are bouncing around in your head, getting them out of your head and onto a list. This could be a digital list. And it could be a file on a computer. I tend to like to write. And so mine's usually a written list. And the first step is just getting everything out. Even if you are somebody, and, I, and I've definitely met people who can do this, who can hold all of their to-dos in their head relatively easily, you don't realize that it really is taking up real estate in terms of your bandwidth. You know, you are burning mental energy to carry these things around with you. And when you give them a place to live outside of your head, you free up mental energy and it can make a huge difference in that feeling of overwhelm that we often deal with. And when we're talking about managing our time, the brain dump step has two parts. <laughs> One is the putting all the stuff down on the list, whether it's a bullet journal or a file, an app, a whiteboard, doesn't really matter. The second part of this is having a system for checking that list, looking at that list and prioritizing what's on it and transferring the priorities onto your monthly list, weekly list, daily list, however you're going to approach structuring your time. What I do at least now, and I might be doing something different by the time you're listening to this, but what I typically do right now is that I use a bullet journal to do brain dumping because there is a system for going back and finding what you have recorded because you have an index. So you might have different brain dumps in that book. These are work ideas. These are Christmas ideas. This is appointments that I need to schedule, whatever, whatever makes sense for you, whatever you're trying to keep track of. But it's kind of a time saver when you're trying to find a piece of information that you know you've recorded somewhere. Before I knew to work on this, I was so haphazard. I would just write an important thing on the back of an envelope, somehow thinking I was going to find that or I knew that I needed to record it. I knew that I wasn't going to remember this thing, but I had no real system for once it was written down somewhere, how I would retrieve it. I would know where it was, how I would remember to reference it. And I operated that way forever. And I was always frazzled and frustrated. And it was just so difficult to stay on top of life that way. So having some systems around this really does help cut down overwhelm frustration in your day to day. So once you have this set up, 
up. You have your brain dump happening regularly. You have time that you're going back and referencing that so you actually know what's on that list. How do you go about prioritizing, planning, sequencing, and putting those things on your day-to-day list of things to do? And I think sometimes people feel like this should be automatic for us. This should be easy for us. We're just talking about making a list of things to do, planning our time. We're adults. We should be able to do this. And it's important to remember that everything having to do with managing your time is very heavy in executive functioning skill demand. And those are skills that can be very difficult for us. So there is nothing about this that should be easy for you if you have ADHD. This is very likely going to be hard for you, but there are things that you can do to make it easier and to manage that and to build these skills. But take that whole idea that we should be able to do this and just toss it because inherent in ADHD is difficulty doing just this, managing time, planning, prioritizing, sequencing. Those are all executive functioning skills. So let's break this down a little further. We've talked about the brain dump. We've talked about building a system, some kind of a habit around going back and checking that list. And ideally you're going to take from that list and you're going to put it onto your weekly plan, your daily plan. It depends on how you want to operate. I just do a weekly and a daily. I don't usually look at my whole month in view unless there's a reason I need to, but some people may prefer to see a whole month in view. But typically for me, I'm going to take it from these lists and I'm going to prioritize it and I'm going to transfer them over to the weeks list. And then from the weeks list, I'm going to decide which days I'm going to be taking care of the things on that week's list. It sounds so simple, right? It's not simple. There's nothing about it simple because in order to take something from that list, that big master brain dump list, you have to be able to prioritize number one. That is so hard. There's lots of reasons that's hard for us. One of those reasons is that it is hard for us to think about future, future selves, future outcomes. And so taking the time to figure out, hey, what's the future outcome if it doesn't get done, gets done. Realistically, we can't do even a fraction of what we think we can do. And so in order to prioritize, we have to think about what's at stake. And that absolutely requires some amount of practicing the future, imagining the future. What many of us may do is just go by the feel, what feels urgent. And if your brain is like my brain, that urgent feeling doesn't necessarily mean that the task needs to be a priority for my day. Maybe it's just something I'm really interested in or something I'm preoccupied about and I'm having a hard time deciding that this is better dealt with a different day. So even though we're talking about schedule, suddenly we're talking about prioritizing and even impulse control, right? Can I resist my impulse to do the thing that feels more urgent and approach it in a different way? It's funny. I had a new client that just started working with me and she said, you know, I probably need to work on schedule, but I would like to take a look at emotional regulation. And I said, you know, it really doesn't matter what we pick because all things are kind of entwined. Dealing with time is a perfect example. This seems like it should be a really practical numbers game. It's not. There's so much involved in managing time. Another executive functioning skill that is relative to how we manage our time is kind of an obvious one our sense of time. Now I've done a whole different episode about our sense of time and how this tends to be an issue for people with ADHD. But when you're looking at taking, let's say something from that master list, putting it from that master list of your week to your day, you need to have a good sense 
sense of how much time you're working with, how much time do these tasks take? And this tends to be really hard for us. We either underestimate the amount of time that something's going to take and we jam pack our schedule full of things that are it's just a really unrealistic amount of things and we feel discouraged that we're not getting more done in our day or we overestimate what something's going to take and get completely overwhelmed and have a hard time even getting started on something. And so another helpful thing when you're looking at planning your day, planning your time is to guess, try to judge how much time each of the things that you have on your list for the day, for the week are going to take and then just see what's the reality. It's really surprising sometimes when you look at what you think a task is going to take versus what it actually takes us. It can be eye-opening when we do this kind of an exercise. This is a big part of planning your time and coming up with a system of planning your time. And what also ties into this is sometimes, you know, maybe you're even getting better at judging your time and you can more accurately say, okay, this might take 45 minutes and this will take an hour and you plan your time. But sometimes we don't think to plan things that aren't really pressing appointments, that aren't concrete commitments, but that are necessary for taking care of ourselves, like planning time to eat, planning time to exercise if that's something that's important to you, planning time for transitions. This is huge. Often when we see that time sense is an issue, people will spread themselves really thin, not taking into account how much time transitions take. Like if you know that you need to be on the road at 10, then things like getting your keys, getting your shoes on, switching from the activity you're doing to leaving the house, all this little process is what you would call a transition. And it might take you 10 minutes. When you're thinking about planning your time, you may not be accounting for it at all. And so thinking about transitions, not just from a practical sense, but even from an emotional sense, just giving yourself a little breathing room, a little space for switching between activities, for getting to appointments, building in time in your day that is padded so you're not just running from one thing to the next thing and having that frazzled, scattered feeling. Like give yourself a little buffer when you're looking at planning time to give yourself space to breathe. Okay, wrapping up, we covered some really important beginning steps in how to manage your time and take control of your time, especially if this is brand new to you. If you're just used to kind of always flying by the seat of your pants and you're realizing this is not working for you anymore. The first thing that I talked about which I think is really key for most people is having some place, some container to hold your thoughts, obligations, plans, worries, concerns, all of it, that you can hold it there and reference back to it when you're deciding what's important, what you want to fill your days with. And the other part of that is having a routine to check that container, whether it's a bullet journal, whether it's a file or an app or anything, but having some habit built in that, yeah, I'm brain dumping when I'm thinking about these things. And then at this time, I go back and I look at those lists and I decide what I'm going to prioritize for my week, for my day, and use that as a jumping off point for how you're using your time. And we also looked at prioritizing, kind of broke down what might get in our way here when we're trying to prioritize. We know it's difficult and we know it's difficult for different reasons, but how can we help support ourselves? So that's a little bit easier. We talked about picturing our future self, thinking about possible outcomes if it's hard for us to prioritize what happens if I don't pay the mortgage this week? Well, it's not due for three weeks. Maybe it can be on the next week's bills. What happens if I don't get back to our HR person about whether or not I'm opting in for the insurance with the due date being tomorrow? Well, that's probably pretty high priority. I don't want to miss out on my insurance plan next year. It's that kind of future thinking that helps us really decide what's urgent versus maybe what my brain is pulling me towards what I'm having an urgent feeling about, which might be, oh, I'm going to reorganize my spices. We can do a whole 
whole another episode on how sometimes our urgency is actually just pulling us off of something uncomfortable. We get used to honoring that urgent feeling and we don't even realize, oh, this urgent feeling to organize my spices right now has to do with the fact that I'm kind of overwhelmed with picking an insurance plan. And even though that's due today, my pull towards organizing the spices is just my brain's way of protecting me from something that feels uncomfortable. But if I really look at that list and I'm trying to prioritize what needs to be done today, I'm going to realize that future me is going to be very happy that I pushed through the complicated decision and picked an insurance plan. And we also looked at time sense and how that can impact how we're managing our time, how we're planning our days, and that not only will a better awareness of how much time things take help when we're planning these days, but planning for some buffer time so we're not feeling so pressured and under the gun. So our days aren't overfilled with commitment without any space for life to happen, for the unexpected to happen, or space for us to just have some ease and moving between activities. That brings us to the end of our episode today. Thank you so much for joining me. It's the holiday season. I'm going to be taking a few weeks off to recharge my batteries, spend time with my family, do some travel. So I will see you mid-January 2022. So please, if you haven't subscribed, go ahead and do that. That way you won't miss it when I release the next episode. That's all for today, and I will see you in the new year.